I'm looking for similarities in the way troublemakers think. This is Steve St. Clair, co-founder of Trouble Group. Join me as I learn from others who are shaking things up. In a study released back in February 2023 by the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, the following issues were identified. Quote, high stress and burnout may be leading to mobility within the profession, and as a result, a major crunch for talent, with 44% of accountants expecting to move to another role in 12 months. Even more, 69% expect to move over the next two years. My next guest has come up with a solution for all these problems and more. The name of the company is Tax Titans. The co-founder and chief disruption officer, you know I love that in a title, is Alan F3 Zorro Blakeborough. Welcome, Alan. Oh, I appreciate it. Alan, you identified a major gap in your business sector. Tell us how this came about. Uh, last May, actually. Wow. Um, I was helping a buddy of mine. Uh, I joke around of a recovering accountant. I uh, got a call from him because I used to be in recruiting and staffing for accountants. And he had a practice, had about 1,200 clients, three of his accountants. One had a heart attack. One went out with COVID. The other one one scooped up by another regional accounting firm. And he was like, hey, can you help me recruit some folks? And I was like, yeah, sure. So went in, spent about five hours on the phones talking to about 5,000 other recruiters on LinkedIn that I knew. And they kind of laughed at me. They're like, oh, my God, this industry is literally upside down by about 30% based on the number of people who are retiring versus people coming in. There's nobody going to come save you. Um, and the bill rates for getting someone to come in and work you know, temporary are out of this world. So I went into my buddy. I'm like, you got two options. You either burn this place down and collect the insurance money. He was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I was like, okay. I said, I don't like the other option. I said, I haven't done somebody else's taxes in like 20 years. You do the taxes for all of my small businesses. I guess I'll come in and help you. And he was like, all right, can you be here tomorrow at 6 a.m.? Oh, shit. <laughs> so I, I uh, joked around yeah. and shot, stabbed, jumped out of airplanes in the military. The only time I actually thought I was going to die was last taxi. Uh, so, you know, spent 30 days, helped a lot of small businesses, you know, reduced their tax liability. Felt really good about doing that. And then about April 8th, I said, look, there's like 300 firms left. There's not enough hours left in the day. Why don't we take half of these, you know, give them to other accounting firms here in the Greenville area. We'll give them 100% of the fees on all the people that don't want to file an extension. And at least your customers are happy. You know, and at the end of the day, it's a service-based business and that's what you want. And he was like, okay, sounds like a plan. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, um, so what online platform, how do I work with other accountants online to share this work? And he was like, well, nothing like that exists. And I was like, <laughs> horseshit. I'm like, Amazon can have any physical product on my doorstep in 24 hours. We've been paying taxes in the United States for 121 years. How can you tell me that there's no way for any other accountant to work with another accountant in this city? He goes, not in the city, not nationwide, no way to do that. I was like, huh. So I went to a friend of mine that builds custom software programs for platforms for companies and stuff. And I was like, hey, I want to build this. 
And he was like, well, I'm sure something like that exists out there. I was like, okay. <laughs> or I go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he's like, well, there's Upworks, Thumbtack, and Angie's List for like homeowners. But That's there's, just, there's yeah. nothing for accounting or finance. I was like, well, I said, if we'll start with taxes because everybody has to file taxes. biggest pain point. Yep. And, you know, and if you don't, then the government is the only entity, the IRS, that can come seize all your stuff. And then you got to go hire an account or an attorney to try to get some of your stuff back. The IRS is the only agency where you're guilty until you prove you're innocent. Wow. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have dealt over the last two tax seasons. Clients come in, they're like, yeah, my bank account's been seized. I got a levy on my house and my, all the assets of my company have been seized. And I'm like, did you get a notice or a letter? They're like, well, no. I'm like, how is, how is this legal in the United States? And sure enough, IRS Crazy. come in and go, you know what? We're going to do this. And now it's up to you to prove that you're innocent. I love the startup stories. And uh, I love yep. talking to people like you for that reason. What, what were some of your biggest challenges as you were doing all this? So the biggest challenge was convincing the accountants mm -hmm. that, oh, people would just do the stuff online and upload documents and not meet me face to face. Yeah. I was like, like, haven't you gone through COVID? Or did you live in a different part of the United States <laughs> than the rest of us? I was like, you know, I live in South Carolina and we're like considered barbarians. I mean, we had lockdown for about four months. You know, my friends in New York, they were like there for like, you know, three years straight. You know, California, same thing. It's like, you know, the, the, you know but. That, that's probably the biggest. And then the, on the taxpayer side, everybody's like, well, you have to be a CPA to file taxes. And I'm like, no. They're like, well, you have to have insurance. No. They're like, okay, so you're the expert. What do I need to do taxes in the United States? I'm about to scare the shit out of you. They're like, okay. I'm like, you pay the IRS $36. They now give you what is called a PTINUM. Taxpayer identification. Mm -hmm. You now can go and rent any strip mall, you know, hang a shingle outside of your house and say tax preparation. And you're now qualified to go take somebody's stuff, charge them money, and file tax the IRS. For 30 so like, bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're like, no. I'm like, oh, yes. I, 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 am I joke around that the government is like the mafia. They don't care who the bag man is just as long as they get the money. They get the bag. <laughs> yep, they get the bag. He's got the money. They're good. Yeah. So the IRS doesn't process taxes. They don't collect the taxes. That is basically everything that the tax profession does. And I have, I can honestly say over the last year, there is probably nobody on the planet that understands the whole like life cycle of the tax industry from, hey, I think I might want to become a tax professional to, hey, I'm 97 years old and maybe I should think about retiring and I need to sell my book of business yeah. and everything in between. So um, have you tried, are you, are you going to go for money? Yep. So we've, we raised um, about half a million dollars in our pre-seed round. Right. We've got connected to a fintech accelerator in Charlotte, North Carolina called RevTech Labs, one of the top accelerators in the world. Um, we were actually one of the few pre-launch companies that they've ever brought in. The fact that we're totally veteran owned and operated, one of the principals there Huge. is a, a Navy guy. And he yeah. was like, well, they, they, they have an idea. 
they're building the software, and if there is a team that's literally going to go over, through, or to the objective, it's going to be these guys. So we're a bunch of old, older gentlemen. We call ourselves Greybeard. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we go to a lot of these fintechs with millennials, and they're like, hey, who's grandpa over there? I'm like, I'm the guy that's going to show you how you're going to pay your taxes for the rest of your life. So you might want to be nice to me because kind of getting a IRS audit is equivalent to going to the, you know, the dentist, the yeah. gynecologist all wrapped up into one. Yeah. But yeah. that was the, the biggest problem that we have is trying to talk to the VC folks in private equity as far as how the whole tax industry works. All of them pay taxes. All of them pay thousands of dollars to get their taxes. And the fact that they're like, wait, you're going to like do a roll-up strategy to acquire all these accounting firms and make like the largest Airbnb and Uber platform for taxes. We're like, well, yeah, that's where it starts. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, because once you develop that, then you can make a platform for all accounting and financial services. Because mm -hmm. every small business out there wants a vetted and qualified professional that can give them a transparent bid on whatever that service is. And right now, if you want to do something, you Google it. And then you got to go through eight, nine pages, hope that you have asked the right questions to make sure that the service that you're getting is what you're paying for. And if it doesn't work, there's no guarantee that, okay, I get some of my money back, you're going to do the job over again, so on and so forth. And that's eventually you know, where we want to go if Intuit doesn't come and buy me for a billion dollars. Then the other thing we found out through going through this exercise for the last year, if you're a lawyer or a doctor, every state requires you to have a succession plan so that if you die, either your patients or your clients have somebody to take over for. The accounting industry doesn't have that. So if your accountant died tomorrow, you, a, you, you won't even find out probably until right. it's too late. You, you're sitting there going, wait, okay, it's two days left before they got to file my taxes. And then you go call them and like, oh, sorry, they passed away a month ago. Then you're like, okay, well, now I've got to go find if somebody. So we've instituted a new thing, which is one of the things the AICPA was very excited to hear about called an emergency succession plan. They basically sign a contract, sits in their desk. If something unfortunately happens to them, we get a phone call. Hey, you know, Bob Smith died. We deploy a team. They go out there. They pull up his records. We download all the files. We contact all of their customers and say, hey, unfortunately, Bob Smith died. We're now going to help you find an accountant on our platform. You get to review all their credentials. You get to pick Man. who you want to do and have your relationship with the new accountant. And then if you don't like them, guess what? There's another five, 600 on there. You can go with somebody else. We have identified a shortage of accountants or tax professionals in the United States. We've partnered up with Drake and Glime yeah, that that. are, you know, big, huge people in the industry and said, hey, there's 200,000 active duty service members that leave every year to go into civilian. There's currently 1.8 million military spouses who are underemployed, who can't get good jobs because every two or three years they move somewhere mm -hmm. around the United States and no one wants to give them a great job. So here is an industry and a job that as long as you have an internet connection, it doesn't matter where you are on the planet, you can still file the person's taxes and do their taxes. You know, you talk to the client just like you and I are talking over Zoom. And then we tell them, we're like, look, you're a vet, you know, you, you work well under pressure, you know how to work long hours, you have the discipline, you have everything that everybody says, you know, 
the people lack in accounting. So here you go. You can get, you know, all of this training and we're raising the money to provide that training for them for free. And then they basically come out and a tax professional that's getting 90% of their bills, if they've got three, 400 clients, they're making anywhere from 50 to $80,000 a year. Now, that may not sound great to a CPA, but for a guy who's got a bachelor's degree in accounting that's coming out of the service after right. 10, 12 years, that's great because he was making about $44,000 with the government. And if you're a spouse, the military spouse, and you get to work whatever hours you need to because you're the one playing mom and dad while your mm-hmm. spouse is deployed, that's a great amount to add to the family budget to allow everybody to keep food on the table and a roof over the head. You don't have the financial stress of, you know, you're deployed. The government doesn't pay very well to the military. I can't get a good job because I got to take care of the kids, maintain the household while you're deployed. Now we've reduced all that friction in a reason, a lot of the reasons why people wind up in the military having the highest divorce rate. Right now, military spouses, the unemployment rate is literally 21%. I mean, they got MBAs, PhDs, bachelor's degrees. I mean, highly educated workforce. The only problem is, is they've got to work around the workflow of their, you know, service member spouse. So it's not like they can go, okay, I'm going to plant roots here, going to establish a business, do something, and then be here for the next 10 or 12 years. It could be, okay, you know, I have, you know, become a manager in a company and they're going to give me a raise in two years. Oh, wait, you know, the government has said my husband needs to be deployed to California from North Carolina. You are solving a lot of issues there. One issue, the one issue that I have is having enough funds to make sure that we do everything complete. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I can only be in so many places at once. There's five of us on the team. We've got, you know, half the time we're trying to raise the money to buy the firms. Then we're interviewing the people who want to sell the firms. Then we're developing the code to develop the features for the platform that make it usable for everybody. Currently, right now, we're going through developing everything for AI because we're inventing in uh, what is called a Titan sidekick, which is mm. basically a way for your accountant to have a, you have a conversation with an AI assistant to make sure that you're submitting all the documents and make That's sure awesome. that everything is recorded. Um, and for their standpoint, it's saving about 30% of their time in, in processing you. And then basically when the taxes are done, having you talk to the AI assistant so that you're having all your questions answered about your tax return. So all the onboarding and offboarding or out-processing you as a taxpayer, as much of that that can be done with AI, done. So now the person doesn't have to worry about, okay, do I have an intern, a secretary? Do they go out on leave? Are they sick? Do they need vacation? You know, AI is AI. It doesn't even need a potty break. And they'll dig it out of the tax code in any state for you, I'm sure. Yep. So are you concerned, Alan, that some of the bigger guys are watching you and thinking, let's just throw 800 people against his idea and get there first? Well, they can't because we give the people 90% of the bill rate. There Ah. isn't a large accounting firm in the world that's going to give the amount of money that they're billing to the client uh, to the actual people doing the work, which is why we are a huge disruptor. Right. Because we're like, hey, there is a reason for management. You know, as a former military officer, I understand that. 
But at the same time, there's no reason management needs to be getting 80% of the bill rate and the guy who's actually doing all the work right. is only getting 20%. Late at night, Correct. early in the morning. Yeah. Yep. We're flipping the model upside down. We're like, look, you're the person filling out all the forms with the commercial tax software. Why shouldn't you be getting the lion's share of the bill? Yes, they're providing you a brick and mortar location and they're providing you the software. But we have partnerships with people that can provide you the software. And then we can provide you the customers because they come to the platform and it's free for the small business owners and the taxpayers to use. And you're not out any money trying to market to them. A yeah. firm this, this past season that was from Amarillo, Texas. And when he signed up on the platform, he did like an interview with everybody as they were signing on to get to kind of know the first tax pros, our first titans. And uh, I was like, so what was your reason for you know joining the platform? He goes, well, I saw you guys on LinkedIn did a little bit of checking. And the only way I get any new customers here in Amarillo, Texas, is if a, one of the other tax professionals dies or somebody moves to the area. Now with your platform, he goes, I can offer to do someone's taxes from New York City. And I know I charge a whole hell of a lot less to do the same work yeah. than somebody that lives in Manhattan. That would be true. And these are things, there's a lot of unintended consequences we hadn't even thought of. That, you know, okay, yep, it's taxes, so everybody else is filling out the same ones. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how do you, you know, eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah. How do you get 32 million small businesses to know that, you know, your platform exists? You know, one, one post at a time, one Hulu commercial at a time, which is why we've decided to make the partnerships with like the NAEA, AICPA, ADP, and stuff like that is so that their channels that serve small businesses can know about what we were doing. Um, it's kind of like the gentleman that you had on from uh, Get Arrow and you know his stuff. I mean, he was talking about SEO and you know that whole marketing and him being able to do that for the solo practitioners. You know, ours is literally the same idea that he's doing, but it's taxes. So how are you going to crack the, the number thing? How are you going to crack the money issue? So we have about three companies right now that are VC um, that are looking to invest about a million dollars. That should get us to the point where we hit the watershed moment of buying enough firms. We just signed a partnership with Live Oak Bank out of Wilmington. They're, no, they're the number one SBA lender in the U.S. Oh, and so they literally have an entire vertical about um, buying and selling accounting firms. So we've got that you know, not picked. And then quite frankly, um, if the AI that we're doing with Drake works out and the AI CPA um, put their stamp of approval on our plans for the succession and the accounting firms working with one another over our platform, then it's just a matter of, you know, just sitting back and waiting for private equity. What opportunities are you chasing now? One with the AI sidekick. I mean, we're looking to charge basically about $600 for the year for them to have the sidekick. With that aspect, there's about 200,000 small solo firms in the United States. If we prove the worth and everybody's like, oh my God, you've got rid of all of my busy work for 600 bucks for the year. You know, that's what, $60 million right there. So we've created within our platform an ability for one accounting firm 
to transfer files to another accounting firm and negotiate how much they want to pay them to do it. With our AI partner, we're able to redact all of the personal identification information so they can transfer the tax return or the business return or anything like that and not worry about the person stealing the client, which has been, from what I understand, talking to the accountants over the last year, the sticky point for them doing anything online is everybody is paranoid that, oh my God, you're going to steal my client. Well, if you take away all the personal information, then there's no way for them to steal your because They don't know where they're at. They just know what the numbers are on the forms. And that's it. Then once the work is done, then when it's transferred back to you, then the AI automatically re-puts in all that information. Those are the, the two big things over the next, I would say, two years that, you know, from an ROI annual reoccurring revenue standpoint of all of the VCs that I've talked to over the last two years or last year are the, the big things that go, oh, okay, you know, if I invest in you, I get 10 times, 20 times my return. Okay, two other questions. F3 Zorro. So there is a workout organization that started in Charlotte, North Carolina by a prior service guy, Dave Redding. And basically, it stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. And it is based on trying to generate and cultivate male leadership in communities. And the bad thing is, is guys get up at 530 in the morning and they go work out in kind of a boot camp type of style outside in their various communities. And unless you're, you know, gone to college, Boy Scouts, military, once guys get into the real world, so to speak, and have families, they don't have that spree de corps, that male bonding. So F3 was based on the fact that, hey, you know, here is a way for guys to get together who are in leadership positions, say, at a company. And the only time they really can work on themselves is at oh dark 30 in the morning, because at nine o'clock, they're dealing with the, oh shit, everything's going sideways, and they're in that leadership position at work and then when they get home if they have families and kids then they're doing all the honeydews so on and so forth so the only time that they can really connect with other people in their same vein is at that 5 30 in the morning and then one of the things after every workout they're able to bring it out and go hey has anybody else had this problem before whether they're you know possibly having issues with their marriage you know addiction Mm -hmm. uh, Nowadays, in the civilian world, the way the workforce is and how everybody's got to worry about getting sued and can't bring mm-hmm. this up in the workplace, and it, it's nice to be able to have a place to be able to do that. And once you go to your first workout, they give you a nickname. And you know, all the guys that are there, they ask you about your hobbies, what you do, and stuff like that, and then you get a nickname. So, of course, all the stuff with me with Olympic fencing and fencing and stuff, they're like, you're Zorro. So that's how I became F3 Zorro. <laughs> now I and know. Because, now I know. That's yeah, cool. That, and because I'm a recruiter and, you know, a lot of times people in recruiting, you know, the people are hesitant to use a recruiter because they're worried about confidentiality. Are you going to try to find me a company that's got the same values that I have? I very quickly became, you know, linked in with about 5,000 people when I was doing staffing because anybody in F3, they were like, oh, if you're looking for a new job or if you're looking to hire somebody that's got the same values of you, Mr. You know, go to Zorro, go to Zorro because he's going to recruit you from somebody from the F3 group. So that's cool. 
So do you get up early in the mornings? No, not anymore. That, that, that yeah. COVID kind of killed that for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, I do the workouts and stuff with my students fencing wise. I'm actually on my way tomorrow to Phoenix, Arizona for our national championship. I've got about a dozen kids that are competing. So. When did you take it up? I started fencing back in 1983. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've been fencing for, God, 40 some odd years. Um, talk about Disruptor. Um, I opened one of the first fencing schools um, in the entire United States when I got out of the military. When I opened the first one in Fort Lauderdale, there were four dedicated facilities in the United States, kind of like karate dojos. Now there's probably over 5,000. To learn more about Tax Titans, go to TaxTitans.com. That's T-A-X hyphen T-I-T-A-N-S dot com. From there, you can follow them on Facebook, the website formerly called Twitter, and LinkedIn. This has been a pleasure, man. Oh, I appreciate it. This has been a Trouble Group podcast. Learn more about us at TroubleGroup.com. If you're a troublemaker and want to be on the podcast, email us at steve at troublegroup.com. Thank you.